This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. really have very little control over many things that come our way in life. And it's how we respond to them. And a good rule of thumb is always seek God's will, because we know nothing happens to us that he doesn't permit and that he will bring bring great good out of everything that happens to us. That perseverance, always seeking the Lord's will and seeking it in love and just being pliable to to him and and the direction that he wants, it will lead us in magnificent directions. And the life of Elizabeth Ann Seton, Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton, gives testimony to this. She had a very, in the beginning, uh, in her early married life, a very ideal life. She was part of New York's high society, and she was born just two years before the Declaration of Independence. So she's really a, a, a true daughter of the American Revolution. Her family, they were, they were high society and she marries young at 19. She marries a man named William and they're just in love. His father has a successful business uh, and he's part of that, a shipping business from uh, Europe to the United States. And everything is going very well. They have five children together, and she's very much in love. She was raised an Episcopalian. Her grandfather was actually an Episcopalian minister, and so she already had a value for prayer. So the beginnings of her married life were were very beautiful and full of of hope and, and in this new country, and things were going well, and then things change and they change for the worse, and they just keep getting worse. So the first thing that happens to her is that, well, to her and her husband, is that her husband's father that ran the successful business importing, well, he dies. So now she and her and her husband, William, have to take on all his half-brothers, and there's six or seven of them. They have to take them into their house with their own children. And then after that, her husband, William, gets very sick. And then the business, it it begins failing because the French and the U.S. have a falling out. And so they're harassing the shipping lines to Europe. So the business is going downhill and her husband keeps getting sicker. All the while, Elizabeth is seeking the Lord's will. This is her main focus. Well, what she and William do is they make a a kind of a last ditch effort to go 
to Europe, to Italy. And there's a business deal that maybe can be had. Maybe they can salvage the business. But also, there was a promise or the hope of a cure for him. So they go. And after they get there, within three months, he dies. Now, she's in Italy with one of her children, one of her five. And she doesn't know the language. And her husband's dead. And the business has failed. And there she is. Well, this family, these business associates with her husband, they kind of take her in and she kind of clings to them because, you know, she's a foreigner in Italy and really to not know the language and be far from home and have your husband die. I mean, it just doesn't get worse. And then no money. The business has failed. I mean, I just can't think of it getting any worse than that. Plus, four of her children are back in the United States. I mean, this woman really was dealt a blow. Anyway, this family, they just love her. Through them, she learns about Catholicism and she embraces it wholeheartedly. It's almost like the Lord just kind of got him off, got her off to the side, kind of like, like taking a retreat, but this isn't the way I would take a retreat. But he got her off to the side and showed himself to her in his fullness. And she fell in love with the Catholic Church, especially developed this beautiful devotion to Mother Mary. And I didn't mention this earlier. As a young child, three or four, she had lost her mother. That need for a mother was there. And of course, our Mother Mary was there to, to fill that need for her, especially in her hour of need. So she falls in love with Catholicism, becomes Catholic, and comes back to the States. Well, this really causes a problem with her family and her husband's family, and, and, and she's rather rejected, and things just aren't going to go very well for her. But now that she has this newfound faith and this love and this perseverance in trusting our Lord, a perseverance in always seeking His will, her life then actually turns her into a saint. So in order to support her children, she opens a school in Baltimore. And from the beginning, her group followed the lines of a religious community. It ends up becoming officially founded in 1809. And she goes on to establish the first American Catholic orphanage and she did all this while she was raising her five children. So she is, is a religious sister. And she, through this, uh, through the, the school and the, and the orphanage, eventually founds a congregation. And this congregation of religious, with her children there, it's initially called Sisters of Charity of St. Joseph. Now, later it's going to be changed, the name, because they, they adopt the, the rules of the Daughters of Charity. But initially, the name was Sisters of Charity of St. Joseph. And I just think that's interesting, because now we're in a year of St. Joseph, and it's, it's, it's like our antenna is up, and, and, and we're, we're finding saints, more and more saints, who had a devotion. I mean, think of her situation. She would have needed St. Joseph, someone like him, to help her out. So once she has founded a congregation, then she is known as Mother Seton. The thing 
to realize about Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton is that there wasn't really anything extraordinary about her. She didn't, she wasn't like Saint Teresa of Avila who had mystical gifts and she wasn't like Saint Catherine of Siena who got the stigmata and she, she just, she was just very ordinary. Yes, she started out wealthy and then she became poor. So she's both ends of that, but she was an ordinary woman, but her, her great devotions, one was to the will of God, an abandonment to the will of God. Once she embraced that, life became simple. It was hard, but it wasn't complicated. It, it's simple when each step we take is just abandonment to the will of God, whatever that may be. And her, her second devotion, she had two great devotions, one abandonment to the will of God, the other love for the Blessed Sacrament. Oh, yes, and there was more. She loved Our Lady too, but she had an ardent love for the Blessed Sacrament. It's as if she discovered in life what was important, and she, she went for it. You know, she just went for it and she trusted our Lord. It, she's a great example. So for those of us who think our situation is so unique or that someone else hasn't shared in it, let me tell you about Mother Seton. So she suffered sickness, a lot of misunderstanding when she was establishing her, her orphanage, when she was establishing her congregation, and also earlier on when she came back from Europe, when she came back from Italy, misunderstanding with her family who shunned her and wouldn't help her because she was Catholic and, and left the Episcopalian faith. She suffered the death of loved ones, of course, her husband. Think about that. He was the love of her life. They were very happily married. And she loses him in the prime of her life in the most, and leaving her most destitute with the business failing. And of her five children, she will end up losing two young daughters. So she'll see the death of two of her own children. And she would suffer the heartache of a wayward son. How many of us suffer the heartache of wayward children and grandchildren? We can identify with her, and yet... She loved our Lord so much. So I want to read a quote from her, from a letter that she wrote to a friend. The friend's name was Julia Scott. And she said that she would prefer to exchange the world for a, quote, cave or desert. But God has given me a great deal to do. And I have always and hope always to prefer his will to every wish of my own, unquote. That's interesting and beautiful to prefer God's will to every wish of our own. That's what led her to, to becoming a saint. There's a movie that you might really enjoy. I think, it's, I think it's pretty well done. I really do. I watched it years ago and it's good. It's called A Time for Miracles. And it's the story of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Kate Mulgrew plays Elizabeth, and she does a very good job. And it was released in 1980. So you can really get it anywhere and stream it. I would highly encourage 
watching A Time for Miracles, starring Kate Mulgrew, which came out in 1980. It's a good movie. It'll help you get to know St. Elizabeth Ann Seton even better. Elizabeth Ann Seton died in 1821, and she was 46 years old. She was beatified by John XXIII, one of my favorites. I just love him. And then he, she was canonized by Pope Paul VI on September 14th, 1975. Her feast day is January 4th. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, pray for us. Thank you for joining me today. Pray with me now. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.